0: Listening to the Apollo Podcast Network.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Road to Omaha Pod, presented by Apollo Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod, and you can follow Apollo at Apollo H-O-U. Welcome back, boys. I missed last week. I was on the Appalachian Trail. I was out in the wilderness. I was taking in nature and having a grand old time, hiking some miles up and down 5,000 feet of elevation. I had no idea what happened in college baseball last week until probably Tuesday. Got back late on uh, Sunday night. Had to go to work the next day. I was all discombobulated, so I apologize for the lack of episode last week. We're back full force. We will not miss another one through the rest of Omaha. But Des... Our teams, I would like to say, had a great weekend this weekend. We had a great weekend.
0: Yeah, it was um, put up or nut up or shut up time or whatever you're going to say. That saying, it was it was at least on our end, Texas versus TCU. Um, and to sneak away with that series win when that game one could have gone either way, it feels good. It feels real good to win a series always in Fort Worth.
1: Yeah, for sure. and. It was a big, big 12 matchup and then a big SAC matchup with Mississippi State and South Carolina. and They were two top 11 matchups there with our teams in it. it. It couldn't get any better than having a series win against your rivals, against TCU. It was it was great going to Columbia and beating the crap out of the Cox for two games and then ultimately dropping the last game. But we won't spend too much time there. Des, I, I was fully prepared today to start this podcast and – talk about how Georgia was going to win at Omaha because they, they took Arkansas and beat them handily on Saturday. And I thought we were going to have a problem here on Sunday. Georgia, they almost beat Arkansas. It was 5-3 to three on Sunday. They, they won the middle game 7-3. to three. I, I thought we were going to have to have a conversation. We ultimately will not because they did not beat Vanderbilt and Arkansas the same, in the same season. But I was fully prepared to jump on a Georgia Bulldog bandwagon.
0: I mean, what? How remarkable of a season is that? If you were to be the team to to beat Vandy and Arkansas, like I would not have put any amount of dollars thinking it would have been the Georgia Bulldogs, but we were we were one game away from that actually happening. And uh, it seems like when Georgia plays a good opponent, they step up and play that player, that team's capability, and um, that's a little scary when the tournament rolls around.
1: Yeah, and I I believe right now in the projected field of 64 that Georgia happens to be in the Eugene bracket for the regionals. Oh, boy. Against our Oregon Ducks. Oh, boy. Bryant, Gonzaga, and Georgia. So those would be the four teams projected in the Eugene uh, regional, projected by D1 Baseball, shout out Kendall Rogers. Um, Yeah, that'd be terrible because – seeing Oregon in the same bracket as Georgia had had me a little scared because Georgia's already beat the best pitching team in the nation. Had they had beaten Arkansas, the best hitting team in the nation, all hell would have broken loose. I don't know what to expect anymore because the ACC has been a bloodbath this year. The Pac-12 has been a bloodbath. If we had watched Georgia, one of the bottom-tier teams in the East this season, go in and beat the two singular best teams in the SEC, in two different series, like a month apart, I w- I don't, I think my head would have exploded. I wouldn't have understood it. I wouldn't have gotten it.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're seeing with these top teams, right? It's all about getting one of those top eight seeds. And I think Kendall Rogers tweeted out today. He says his top eight would be Arkansas, Mississippi state, Texas, TCU, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Arizona for his top eight seeds. So, I mean, the, the team's, that are in the top 10 and the top 15 It's all about jockeying for one of those top eight spots. And I think we're going to see um, some teams shake up their rotation, go into this, into this last weekend before conference tournament play and, and see what they got because I feel like, and I think you touched about it offline. There's only two top 25 matchups. So a lot of uh, teams have some soft matchups. So it's going to be really unique how these coaches are going to uh, attack this last week before the conference tournaments uh, kick off.
1: Yeah. And uh, talking about the postseason, we got earlier this week on May 6th, Kendall Rogers tweeted out from sources, the 20 NCAA regional host options will be unveiled either Thursday or Friday of next week. So when you're listening to this podcast next week, we will know what the top 20 regional hosts options are. It was supposed to be earlier this past week, but the choices have been approved by the championship oversight panel as well. So mark your calendars Thursday or Friday next week, pay attention to Twitter, turn Twitter notifications on for us and Apollo. And we're going to see some very angry fans on the timeline next week.
0: It's going to be chaos. It's going to be absolute chaos um, because there's just no way they're going to get this right. Right. I mean, I just don't see how they can appease everyone.
1: No, and and they definitely never appease anyone. The NCAA is never for the fan. They are for the dollar, which is whatever. That's their business. I can't change anything. It sucks. But I'm just frightened by the threat that the NCAA put out a couple weeks ago about them not using Mississippi – schools as NCAA host sites for any school or for any sport, softball, tennis, baseball, whatever's going on in the spring. We heard that. And I was like, ah, they, they might do it because they almost did it last year or not. Yeah, I guess it was last year, but nevertheless, I I don't want to see Mississippi state fans online. We are the worst. I, I will tell you that straight up right now, Mississippi state, Facebookers, Twitter, whatever, all of you, not all of you, a large majority of you are incoherently terrible on Twitter and Facebook. So if they, if the duty noble is not chosen as a regional host site, I believe that wherever the NCAA headquarters is will be burned down, burned at the stake. Cowbells will be ringing while the place is burning and falling to the ground. I can guarantee it if Mississippi State is not chosen, but I also have faith in the NCAA to choose the largest and Newest college baseball stadium in the country as a regional site. I'm confident (laughs) in that, but
0: you would think that is the cue. But uh, speaking of Mississippi baseball, Ole Miss. Let's. I mean, I know you've been itching about it. Do you want to? Let's touch on it. Okay. Yeah, I
1: I was going to bring it up later, and I'm completely fine bringing this up now, Des.
0: They dropped two or three against Texas A&M, a really bad Texas A&M team. Again, what what is Ole Miss doing?
1: I Look, don't know. I called them frauds two weeks Good. ago. Last week, they came in and swept whoever they were playing. And I got off that mountain. I, I looked at Twitter. I looked at the RTO feed. And I was like, oh, Mississippi State walked off Texas A&M on Friday night. That's cool. And then I looked at Ole Miss, and I was like, oh, no, they swept. My My reverse fraud curse that happens – Nearly every week happened again. I was like, "That can't be good." But here we are, Ole Miss, losing yet another series. Is that four out of five? Am I counting that right?
0: Yes, I believe. We so. definitely
1: have Arkansas, Mississippi State, Florida, and Texas A&M. So that's four of their last five series mm-hmm. that they have dropped. Correct. Now, granted, Ole Miss, they lost nine to eight and six to five. Two very close games. And Tim Elko, is that his name? Playing with yes. an ACL, torn an ACL.
0: ACL tear.
1: That's insane. Props to you. All credit to you. That's insane. That's It's so cool to watch people that play through injuries and everything because it's something I don't want to ever think about having to do, nor did I ever want to do that as a college athlete. So props to you, Tim Elko. But Ole Miss, uh, four out of five. And the SEC, are they at – in danger of losing like a regional host site? I don't. I,
0: don't I think they are. I I honestly think they, they've just limped down this final stretch. And I, I don't have any confidence giving awarding them that like what has, what has warranted Ole Miss other than name brand and sec baseball, you know, this host site. I mean, they've lost four of their last five series. It'd be different if they split those series. Hell, hell, if they just got the 500 ball in those series, then maybe i think about it, but not down the stretch. I don't, feel, I don't feel comfortable doing it.
1: Yeah, and anything can really happen in the SEC tournament. They could end up winning the SEC tournament, no problem, and they're hitting dingers. They're doing beer showers in Birmingham, Alabama, and we're all just sitting here like, wow, they lost four out of five SEC series, and now they're like the number seven seed because right now they're projected as a 10 seed as of what may may 4th so they were projected as a 10 seed they've lost another series now there's only 16 regional host sites they're they're creeping down the list and if they lose one more there there's no chance they host yeah. I, there's just no way they can, can get there just, there's no way but yeah Ole Miss um I'm I'm completely content saying don't figure it out I don't care if you figure it out I'd rather you not but for every other team I've said, Hey, figure it out, get it together. I I don't know what to say because they're hitting well. They scored eight, 12 and five runs in three games. So that's, that's good. Most of the time that's going to win you two out of three ball games. When you lose a Texas A&M who hasn't been hitting very well, I don't know what to say. I, I just don't, I have no idea what happened. They gave up 12 runs to Arkansas state which I believe Mississippi State did the exact same thing in a midweek, but neither here nor there. all um, Miss, weird. Not sure what's going on there. But Notre Dame, also a question mark?
0: Yeah, I mean, Florida State, once again, causing chaos. Um, Notre Dame, and we've talked about them, right? We've talked about them all year, about touchdown Jesus, home run Jesus, not walking through that door, and then they prove us wrong you know, the following week. Um, this Notre Dame team is a really good team. I think they're a little overrated at that number seven spot. I think we saw it this past weekend. <clears throat> not to say they're they're not a top 15 team. They are in the country. Seven just feels a little slightly bloated. Um, but once again, they dropped a series, so we'll see them probably drop out of the top 10 um, with Tech behind them. And, I mean, also... Arizona, Arizona cracks the top ten. They pass Stanford. They're playing at Stanford, and they lose five to four. They win twenty to two, and then lose eight to two. So, uh, not a good weekend for the Arizona Cats.
1: Yeah, and all props to Florida State because they they didn't start the season out ranked very high. I don't think they started out ranked at all. And they started just cruising. Cruising through the ACC. They beat Florida in a midweek. Actually destroyed Florida in a midweek. And then they just keep winning ACC series. So, Florida State, you are all are on a groove. Um, I'm not sure. I guess after this week, you, you might be top 15-ish. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, they're sitting at 18 right now. When you're listening to this, you'll know where the ranking is. But, yeah, Arizona, a few weeks ago, we talked about them losing – to Washington State, I believe 20 to 2 or 21 to 3, whatever it was. And we we're like, you can't do that. They ended up winning the series, but I don't know how you lose the game after winning 20 to 2. That Did you use all of your runs? Was that the problem? Did you hit too much on Saturday night? Did I don't get that. Like 20 runs, and then you only put up two the next night. The, the Saturday starter typically is going to be better than the Sunday starter. You would think if you put twenty up on the Saturday staff, you would be able to put up four, five, nine—I don't know—on the Sunday staff. But two runs on Sunday, whatever. Arizona also wishy-washy the whole year. They started off ranked very high, near the top ten, dropped out of the top twenty-five, and now they're back in the top ten. And then they lose a lose a series to Stanford, who hadn't played in two weeks because they had a COVID series. So I don't, I don't know. Pac-12 is a
0: Pac-12 chaos. I mean, we talked about it, right? We talked about any team can really win down the stretch. And, um, it looks like it's Arizona's Pac-12 to lose, but then again, they had a chance to kind of lock it and put it away this weekend and they couldn't even do that. So, um, I'm, I'm interested to see how that shakes out because I think our Oregon Ducks, they have Gonzaga next weekend and that's going to be a, uh, a good matchup as well so I I just don't know what they're gonna do and I'm I'm excited to see this unfold because whoever whoever wins it outright the conference tournament though the following week is gonna be pure chaos because every team is pretty much the same exact team it's all even ground it's all uh, whoever gets hot whoever can throw strikes and, and get some key outs and I think the Pac-12 tournament itself is going to be the biggest toss up. Uh we'll, we'll see across the board of all the big conference tournaments.
1: Yeah, Arizona has two more wins than Oregon. Currently, they're sitting at 32 and 13, Oregon's at 30 and 11. Oregon swept this weekend, so they looked better than what Arizona would do, but Arizona played Stanford and Stanford's been pretty hot recently even though they hadn't played A whole lot of series recently, and they're 26 and 10. Yeah, Pac 12. We said it three weeks ago. We said it two weeks ago. We said it this week. The Pac 12 is chaos. It is set ablaze. We have what, two weekends left?
0: Yeah.
1: This week and this upcoming weekend, and the weekend after that. And then we go straight into conference tournaments and into more chaos, which is what college baseball is. And that's what we love watching. And that's what we continue to talk about. So, coming up next, we're going to continue talking about the top 25, and we might call them as frauds again. I don't know. Maybe, but that's coming up next on the Road to Omaha podcast. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod, and you can follow Apollo at Apollo H-O-U. Now, Des, the top 25, like we said, it's moving and grooving. Things are changing. They're changing a little bit. UCLA, they're back in the top 25. They were preseason number two overall. They went two and one. They played Washington state. They dropped the opener and then won a close one in the middle game, seven to six. And then they, they smoked them the last game, 16 to seven. So UCLA, we've been hard on you this year. I will not apologize for being hard because it was needed. You were some, back in the top. Some 25. people would
0: say that we, we sparked them.
1: Are we? Some people are, would say that the Bruin boosters is Is that what we are?
0: We we may be the Bruin Brewsters. Like, I think that's us.
1: I still haven't seen their streaming equipment upgrade yet, so I'm still a little upset about it, but it's okay. I'll let it slide. You're back in the top 25. You're playing some good ball. Pac-12, mass chaos. You're still five wins off of what Arizona had, so I don't believe you can win the regular season Pac-12. But the Bruins are back. Bruins are back in the top 25. I'm not saying they're back. They're not Texas back. All right, guys, don't don't compare the two because it's not even close. Texas is always back. Texas
0: is always back.
1: UCLA, however, back in the top 25. A little different, but kind of the same. Um, (laughs) And then we got East Carolina. They're playing the Tulane Green Wave, whom I am anti-Tulane Green Wave this year due to what they did in Starkville earlier in the season neither here nor there unbiased not a big deal East Carolina our Pirates three and one against Tulane they they smoked them a few games then the only game they lost was a one-run game they're they're well on their way to a projected spot in the um the field of 64 Pro- right now they're projected number 16 I think they'd be a little bit higher than that right currently they're ranked 13 and D one baseball rankings. I think they're going to go up due to some losses, AKA Ole Miss. Um, we won't say that too many times, but East Carolina, they're looking good.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they've been playing really damn good ball all year. And <clears throat> we're starting to see it kind of come to a head, right? We, we, we're seeing all the teams that are okay. They're legit or they're, you know, they're not legit. And East Carolina is one of those legitimate teams. Because early on in the year we had all this, you know, all these teams coming in and out of the top 25. We're like, okay, is East Carolina gonna stick around? You know, one bad weekend and the, you know, the voters are gonna have them out. And they've just been consistently playing really good baseball and building off it. And that's the thing I'm looking forward to these teams in the last couple of weeks is how are they building to get to Omaha? Because every team in the in the regional is gonna be, it seems like 26, 27 plus wins. Like, so yeah, uh, the team across may be from a smaller city or smaller school and stuff, but they got dudes over there that can play. So it's all about what teams are building on um, what they've been doing over the last two weeks. How have they built their staff out? How have they built their high leverage guys out? All these questions the coaches should have answers to already, but especially when it comes to regionals and then the supers, you got to have that planned out. You got to have every out essentially planned out for all these teams because they have dudes on the other side. And I think East Carolina's made a really tough out for someone.
1: Des, I I just came up with a question. It's coming out of left field because we did not talk about it off air. We did not talk about it in the break. Give me your three teams that you are most confident are making it to a super regional. It it doesn't have to be Vanderbilt or Arkansas. It can be them too. I, I don't care.
0: Okay, I, I'm just I, thinking I will, off the top of my head, excluding Arkansas and Vanderbilt. Um, I would say Mississippi State, TCU, Texas would it be my my three. If I just that was that was chalk, mm-hmm. absolute chalk. But if there's any outliers on a team, let's look at it from ten to 15, ten to twenty five. What team do I could see be playing in the Supers? Um, Louisville. I could see Louisville playing, uh, who beat Vanderbilt in a midweek. I I know midweeks don't matter here, but that's an impressive midweek win. Um, I could see them in a Super, and (sighs) shoot, man. It's just so – I feel like all the teams are – Let's just roll, let's roll with Florida State. I think Florida State's going to be a dark horse, and they, they, they're building. Like I said, they've been playing really good ball. They're, they're kind of peaking. They're starting to peak, and I'm going to say Florida State. Okay.
1: See, if I exclude Mississippi State, because I am confident in them, but I don't want to be the homer and say, oh, yeah, Mississippi State's going to make the re- Super Regional, whatever. I'm, I'm going to go Tennessee. That's a good one. Texas and Florida.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I think I'm I, jumping
1: on the Florida bandwagon again. They're they're looking really good. They're looking, they look like the normal Florida team. Gators that are the really Florida scary team we all everything. expected
0: them to be this year.
1: Yeah, it they did the whole Alex Bregman, oh I'm not very good for a month and a half thing, and then all of a sudden they're really good again. They're a top ten team. They they dropped the opener to Kentucky, but they looked strong in their last two games, eight and five, eight to five, and nine to two they have a pitching staff They're They're figuring out how to hit again. I think they're going to be really scary. And I think in that brand new stadium, they're probably going to be hosting a regional. They may be able to get in those top eight spots. It's going to be close. I don't know if they'll get there or not. depends who their last two series are against, but that new stadium, I think people are going to be piling in that stadium in Gainesville and those boys are going to get up for it. And it, they they're built for Omaha. They do it year in and year out. They won the national championship in what? 2017, I believe. So yeah, I'm, I'm hitching my wagon to the two sec teams in Texas. Surprise.
0: Surprise. For no, I, I, think, special. I think you're, you're spot on. Um, but I also don't think it's going to be easy for these guys because I I, I just think it's gonna be pure chaos this year. Like I honestly do. Like it's, I'm excited to break it all down, every single regional, um, when when all that comes out because the way they're gonna kind of scatter these teams across the country is one, something I'm looking forward to see. And then two, what team is gonna be that tough thorn, or what what regionals would be like a a death regional where you have four teams where you're like, Oh shit, I thought you know, one of at least three of these teams could have made a, a super regional. So uh, I know we're going to get one of those as well. So it's it's really exciting to see.
1: Yeah, and one other team I didn't mention there was Texas Tech. I feel weirdly confident that they're going to be very angry after just a, a weird season so far, honestly, for Texas Tech. They're usually, I mean, they're still number eight in the country. So granted, they're not bad. They're just not the normal Texas Tech that we're used to seeing. I think they're going to do the whole Florida turnaround. They're just going to start beating people to death and just... Showing up for series, they walk in into town, they get their three wins, they walk out of town, they go back to Lubbock. I think that's what we're about to start seeing out of Texas Tech for a couple of weeks before all the tournaments and regionals get underway. So, yeah, I think Texas Tech would be not necessarily a dark horse, but I don't know how many people are counting them into super regionals right now. I think a lot of people are questioning about the Red Raiders.
0: Yeah, I think they have some injuries they got to deal with on their staff. And uh, once they figure that out, Like you said, I think they'll just go on that Florida revenge tour and uh, we'll see uh, those damn pesky red Raiders do what they do pretty much every year. Yep.
1: All right. So we're going to talk about some players of the week real quick. A A lot of great games, a lot of great performances. Shout out my Mississippi state Bulldogs. I'm not going to mention any of your names, even though you're very well deserving of this, but I am an unbiased national baseball journalist And I'm going to talk about little brother down in Southern Miss Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Hunter Stanley, Friday night starter came out there and absolutely shoved nine innings pitched complete game. No big deal. Um, Two hits, no runs, 16 strikeouts, 16, 16 strikeouts. Not Not a a bad day. Not a bad day. Yeah. I mean, hey, credit where credit is due. Southern Miss I usually don't like you, but. Hunter Stanley, I like you today. Great job. Hell of a hell of a start on a Friday night. That's what you want your Friday night starter to go out and do every weekend and week out. It never happens that way. But once or twice a season, you get a performance like this out of your Friday night starter. Nothing better. Des? Yeah,
0: I mean, <clears throat> anytime me and you could be unbiased, big day journalists um it's kudos to us I, it's not about me or you it's not about the athletes we both just put our head down and go to work um so kudos to myself taking justin campbell from oklahoma state um mr campbell nine innings pitched 11 strikeouts one walk and a no hitter against kansas um yeah that'll do justin campbell 11ks no hitter that'll work and then my second guy, and I said it, if you throw a no-hitter, it doesn't matter if you're playing the Sisters of the Poor or you're playing Vanderbilt. If you have a no-hitter, we're highlighting it. And Nicholas Dumabroski from Hartford, they're playing Albany. He goes a little no-no action, nine innings, nine strikeouts, two walks. So on Friday night, we had two no-hitters. Those are my, uh, my first two, uh, excuse me, Saturday. Um, those are my two guys.
1: No hitters are are those good? I've heard they're good.
0: They're not week in, bad.
1: Week in, week out we're having a no hitter at minimum. At minimum, we're having at least one no hitter and we're highlighting it on this show and you're going to see it on the Golden Spikes player of the week award. We've gotten it right like 3 4 times in a row. No one's given us credit. No one is. The, the little FBI agent in our cameras right now is just listening and like writing feverishly writing down our name the name that we're putting out here and sending them the Golden Spikes Golden Spikes
0: cease and desist Golden Spikes cease and desist
1: cut a check Golden Spikes or not a, a big deal um my second player of the week Justin Vaught of Maryland we always say no hitters 16 15 strikeouts that's always going to get you on the list Justin Vaught He did the other thing that always gets you on the list. Three home runs on Saturday, four ribbies, four for five against Illinois. Justin Vought, have yourself a day. Have yourself some dingers and have yourself some more dingers because that's what you did. You just came up to the plate. You're like, oh, see ball, hit ball. Over the fence, not a big deal. Three home runs, four ribbies. Justin Vought of Maryland, my second player of the week.
0: I got a gentleman as well. Um, Max Pinto from Stanford, four for five day, four runs, three RBIs, three home runs. And, um, my runner up, my runner up is, uh, straight from Duke, Duke Louisville, Mr. Peter Matt on Friday, he went four for five with six RBIs, two runs, two tanks. Um, those are my two guys of the week. Anytime you have that production at the office, um, not a bad day. A lot of steak RBI dinners. Um, you got to love it. You just got to love it when you're seeing the ball like a beach balloon.
1: It's always the best. We have a no-hitter, and we have a guy that hits three home runs. Do, do your research. You, you know what we're going to say before we even record this podcast, basically.
0: I mean, like, it almost f- feels like every week we have a no-hitter and three home runs. Like, it's the baseline standard now. That's how good these guys are playing baseball this year.
1: It's, it's incredible. The extra year of eligibility, I think, played a little bit of a factor into it. But a lot of these guys are really young. They're freshmen, sophomores. Yeah, yeah. It, college baseball is tremendous. If you're just now tuning into college baseball, welcome. We're glad to have you here. But, yeah, players of the week, week in, week out, we got no hitters and three homers. That's, that's what we got. That's what we're bringing to you. We're highlighting these guys because they deserve it. Now, moving on to next week. We've only got two top 25 matchups. And I believe out of all of the weeks, that is the least amount of top 25 matchups that we've had all season. It's a little bare, a little daunting if you look at it, because, Oh, it's cupcake week. Like in football week before your rivalry game, you got cupcake week. It's the week before the last week of the season. Some people have rivalry weeks. Some people don't, but next week we got number one, Arkansas at, Number five, Tennessee. Now you heard me earlier. Tennessee—that's that's my uh, kind of a dark horse, kind of not because they're number five in the nation, but I think they're a, they're a super regional team. So Arkansas at Tennessee. Personally, I'm going to go Arkansas because they won't stop hitting home runs and they won't stop hitting doubles and triples and just smacking the absolute shit out of the ball. It's kind of terrifying. Still, it's been terrifying all season. We've already Mississippi State's already gotten swept by them, but I'm taking Arkansas. Two out of three. That's what I'm taking.
0: You ready for this? Yep. Tennessee sweeps, sweeps Arkansas. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why. I just feel it in my bones. I just feel it's just one of those series where stuff's going to happen. And uh, Tennessee's going to keep playing really good ball
1: that that was not clickbait folks that it wasn't that was straight from the heart
0: straight straight from my dna and my bones and stuff i just feel it i it's, feel it it's
1: that unbiased national college baseball journalist brewing inside of devs right now so tennessee sweeps hey look as a person that just took them to be a super regional surefire vote i'm all for a tennessee sweep right here i, I love watching arkansas lose i don't really like watching tennessee win but i love watching arkansas lose so in turn Tennessee Sweeps, I'm I'm all for it. I'm still taking Arkansas, two out of three. But neither here nor there. If Des is right next week, I'm still very happy. So it doesn't matter. And then the second top 25 matchup we had is number two Vanderbilt versus number 12, won't be number 12 Ole Miss next week. So Ole Miss, they're going back to Schwayze, Lake schweizy Ole Miss, you've dropped four out of five. Is it about to be five out of six? It's going to be five out of six, right, Dez?
0: It has to be. I mean, it would very well be Ole Miss to win, right? Like, it would just be like, all right, here's Ole Miss. They finally put it together. Uh, But I just don't see it happening. Vandy's going to take the series.
1: Yeah. I, I think Vandy sweeps, honestly. I think Ole Miss might be down bad. They might be just, like, what are we doing wrong? Because they're hitting home runs, they're hitting doubles, they're scoring runs. Their pitching is, their starting pitching has been pretty good. I wouldn't say elite. I wouldn't see great, but pretty good. And that's usually enough to get you by if you're hitting home runs left and right, but it's not, it hasn't been. And they, they played very hard competition at SEC. That's not to take away from Ole Miss, but four out of five is not great. And then you have to play the best team in the SEC, probably one or two. I don't see it happening. Five out of six for Ole Miss. I'm going to be very happy.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's just there's no confidence. There's nothing that Ole Miss has done that this gives me the urge to stand on the ledge and say Ole Miss can win the series. And that's a very much Ole, That's an Ole Miss problem because – They haven't done anything all year to warrant it. So um, I hate to say it, but I love the beer showers and I love the, I love the unis, but no, you're going to lose this weekend.
1: And they've been dealing with injuries. We understand. So was everybody else pretty much. So they might have more, they might have less than some other teams, but still Ole Miss, not great. Last series I'm going to highlight actually is Georgia at Florida rivalry series georgia's unranked so it's not a ranked matchup at all but georgia almost beat arkansas georgia's already beat vandy are they gonna march into gainesville and beat florida
0: if they do then that's a huge data point of this team is peaking at the right time so i'm gonna say florida's gonna win but if georgia pulls it off uh that's something we're gonna have to look at uh right before we go into conference tournament play
1: yeah, so I think Florida also wins. They've, they've been cruising. I think they're on cruise control now. They've figured out they're pitching. they are figured out they're hitting. Georgia's weird. I don't know. I feel weirdly confident in Georgia, but they're right now they're projected in the top 64, which would put them in the regional. If they were to win the regional, they'd be in a super regional, win a super regional. You're on the Omaha. If you didn't know the system, that's what it is. Georgia could be completely unranked, nowhere near the top 25 and go to Omaha and be one of those top eight teams at the end of the season. I think if Georgia loses out, I don't know if they've clinched their SEC tournament spot, but once they do, or if they do, all they'd have to do is win one, maybe two games in the SEC tournament, and they're easily in a regional. Because right now, I believe they're a four seed. So they're on the cusp. But yeah, I think if Georgia can steal one or two games against Florida, we're looking at a weird, weird team heading into the SEC tournament that could possibly beat everyone because they've already beat Arkansas. Once they beat Vanderbilt twice, if they beat Florida. I don't know what to think anymore. That's three as top a, 10 teams.
0: I was about to say as a fan or even as a, a member of the ball team, if you, if you do win this weekend and you've, you've beaten Arkansas, you didn't take the series, but you took the Vandy series and you take the Florida series that has to give the players and the fan base an extreme amount of confidence going into a double elimination tournament like I, I would i would not want to be wanting to play those guys because once you get those teams believing that gets dangerous right we've seen it time and time again when we have these these teams that just get hot the right moment and they start believing in one another that good things happen and um my george is on my radar that's all i gotta say
1: Yeah, not to be a homer, but Mississippi State did the exact same thing back in 2018. They swept Florida, who was the number one team in the nation, at home um, the last weekend of this uh, regular season to get into the SEC tournament. They hadn't even clinched a spot, and it was the last weekend. Georgia could be doing the exact same thing here. They could be beating top 10 teams left and right in the SEC to make the SEC tournament, to make a push in the SEC tournament, to make the regional, to make the super regional, so on and so forth. Georgia Bulldogs kind of frightened me. Not as much as Vanderbilt or Arkansas, but neither here nor there. Georgia Bulldogs on our radar. On our radar. On the radar. Got any go-backs, Des? Uh,
0: No, Uh, other than Texas is back. Texas is
1: back. As is tradition, Texas is back. This has been the Road to Omaha podcast. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. Share it to all your friends, your grandmother, your mother. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You're hearing this a day late, but thank you for the listen. Tell your mother, tell your grandmother, tell your grandpa, dad, sister, brother, cousin, whatever. Hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Apollo on Twitter. We're going to have another great weekend of college baseball. I'm just so excited for next week already and in Sunday night at 826 p.m.
0: There is one thing I do gotta to touch on and all the listeners. Uh, I want you guys to reach out to our man Stony, find him on Twitter, and give him a little good luck. Our our man's doing an Iron Man. Not 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 just a normal uh, crazy marathon deal. He he's he's doing something that very few people on this world do, and he's just casually choosing to do it. Like there's not a gun to his head. He's doing it. He's a he's a psychopath. He's a madman, and he's about to be a peak athlete doing a peak performance thing. I mean, this is coming up on Saturday, right, Stoney?
1: It is. It is.
0: So everyone listening, go give Stoney some love. He he needs it. And I'm excited to to touch base with you, you know, Sunday after you have relaxed and recovered. But um, props to you, bro. Super proud of you, and uh, looking forward to seeing your results.
1: I appreciate it. Yes, I definitely have some some bolts and nuts loose up in my brain. I have no idea why I want to do it. But I I keep doing things that hurt my body. Couldn't tell you why. But I'll be biking in the morning and running and swimming and all that jazz on Saturday morning. And you best believe I'm going to sit my ass on the couch all damn day and watch some college baseball immediately afterwards. That's all I'm going to do. So this has been the Road to Omaha podcast. Make sure you follow us everywhere. It's been a pleasure, Des. i are going to Absolutely. see you all next week. Have a great week, everyone.